welcome everybody who locked on the Rainbow Six ESL wrap episode number eight, which is weird because I recorded an episode in the future this morning, and so I'm doing this one now in the present. It's very, very strange in my head right now. I'm Wilco. <laughs> I'm joined with the very strange in the head butters. How are you going, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad. That's good. I'm also... Considering it's Monday. Oh, it's Monday. Why would we do this on a Monday? I don't know. We are also joined live from the States, uh, off cam, but on mic, Doc Huron. Hey, you Doc Huron, should I say? I'm doing good. Good evening, everyone. Be, I was just going to go with Doc, and then I somehow stumbled into the last half of your name. Sorry about that. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Now... As we mentioned in the pre-show, it's it's a strange time to be talking Rainbow Six ESL at the moment uh, with uh, the Pro League not being live-streamed at the moment. The Oceanic Cup happened on the weekend, not being live-streamed, so we're going to catch up on VODs. Hopefully, they just seem to be dropping now as we um, as we go live. So last Wednesday night's uh, showing right now. Uh, we do know the results, obviously, because uh, obviously websites and Twitters and stuff like that, so we'll be going through all that. We don't have a lot of stats to go through, so it won't be a huge episode. Um, but quickly, while I've got you here, I did have a sit-down chat with Dev Marta, uh, caster extraordinaire for the APAC region, went over to the Invitationals a la- or this year, sorry, um, which we had a, probably about a half-hour discussion just on his experience at the Invitationals, and then we went on to other things like the Oceanic Cup. Uh, the Pro League situation at the moment, che- teams changing hands, uh, and his predictions for the APAC finals, which is about when the episode will air. Look for that one going live on the 15th of April in our little content drought while I'm away on a honeymoon. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but we're here tonight to talk about Rainbow Six. We'll start with Pro League because that's where we usually do start. Um, as we mentioned, none of it's live. It's actually just dropping now. So Mind Freak is playing uh, Fnatic currently at the moment. So let's start there. Last Wednesday, Mind Freak played Fnatic, and I don't think any of us predicted this, did we? We had a six-all draw for the first match of the night. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that to happen at all. And I'm just watching it now. Mind Freak was in front, and it <laughs> actually took Fnatic to come back from behind uh, five-six match point for um, for Mind Freak to actually. Um, for Fnatic to come back and draw it up, which is really good to see. So, Blindfreak really stepping up until the second map. But this is not Mindfreak we talked about this other season. Reminder, this is Darksided, new, or previous Darksided, now Mindfreak. So it's we ex-Darksided. That's it. So, Doc, did you... I can't actually ask you. You haven't caught any of it because it's live right now. Uh, well, so, I've watched it. I've watched it live. <laughs> I've watched, watched it live for about, live about right now. <laughs> uh, thirty minutes. Yeah, I give it about thirty minutes uh, before we we went live. So I caught the last bit of I'd say the last half of the first map. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's good to see him coming back. But of course, we already know the results of the whole thing. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame. But look, it's good to be able to watch it. I'll probably watch these over the next couple of days just to catch up on some stats and find out what actually happened and get some. Um, feeling for how things are going into this week's big Wednesday night decider before we go into the ANZ finals and then the APAC finals. So uh, so the, the follow-up map of that one was Fnatic winning 7-1 over Mind Freak. So Mind Freak took out one point from the night and uh, Fnatic took out four points from the night, which uh, we'll get to the table fairly soon. But then following that was top of the table versus top, bottom of the table. So... Uh, Monsters Inc. X, Low Key, now TBD. Um, 
versus Orbis. He went from 7-1 and then 7-4 in the follow-up match. Uh, as predicted, and Orbis looking extremely strong at the moment. So uh, it's just yeah. a shame to see sort of TBD slash all those other names falling away at the end of the season where most likely from this we'll end up in uh, relegated back down to Challenger League and with their ability probably should qualify back in for Pro, Pro League Season 10, but we'll, we'll wait to see it on that one. Um, any thoughts Indeed. on any of the results in that one? I guess it's pretty much by the book, that one. Yeah, that one was pretty much an expected result, having August come out on top. Um, and, yeah, once the zinc falling into relegation, unless something goes absolutely horribly crazy between now and then. Yeah, well, they've but... basically got to win both their matches and hope for results to go... Actually, they win both their matches and hope for results to go their way on Wednesday night. Yeah. On both their maps anyway so very very uphill battle now the one that sort of got me chuckling and we had a bit of a, a back and forth about this on thursday night when the match resulted and the results came up on twitter was oddity v event gaming sitting both mid on the table uh both teams needing to get vital points out of this to get ahead of the other one and into that final fourth spot on the ladder and oddity drew two more matches to make it six for the season um out yeah. of a possible uh, they're sitting on 10 matches at the moment. So technically they've only lost one map this season, um, but with six draws. How many have they won this season, though? <laughs> we can do maths in a sec. but at this They've actually lost lost two and won two. Yes. So yes. on the table I'm looking at it's behind because it's two and two and four, so it's actually the sixth one. So, um, yeah, they, we did predict... Cheekily predict, predicted a draw, I guess it was. Uh, at least one. We just were very surprised to see both. Now, the one that I did catch on Twitter uh, for this one was an absolutely crazy clutch. Uh, t- they were actually down 5-6 in that first map. Um, and unfortunately, Avant couldn't hold on to that advantage. And... Uh, 5v1 clutch. Uh, I'm just trying to confirm who it was actually at the moment. Um, actually came through to draw it for the team. So different position to what we normally see for Oddity where they're in front and then they draw it um, 95% of the time. But this time it was a, um, a flip around where they actually came back, put in a fairly good effort to... Um, oh, Todd. Of course it would have been Todd. So Todd and yeah, himself. Todd. Um, a crazy 1v5 clutch to... Um, Take the take the point from that match, uh, and then the second one as well, six all to get another point, which basically leaves them in a strange spot. So third, fourth, and fifth yes. currently at this stage are on thirteen, twelve, and twelve points, which is Avant Gaming, Oddity, and X Darksider now Mind Freak on twelve. So very very close for that third, fourth, and fifth position at the moment, with uh, both of all those teams having one match to play no no event gaming is finished they have played all their yep. games so um, so yeah event event can't move they cannot that's 13 up, as many they points can only as they move can down get. so oddity just yep. needs to basically pull one point uh two points really out of um actually no they're ahead on four and against so they've only got really got to pull one point out of uh, this friday's match and you think they can get another draw on the table especially gets ex nino uh will probably still get into that top four um, spot that they want to get into. So, yes, yeah, 
that's the week of Pro League in the ANZ region <laughs> without any stats or without any video footage to go off, unfortunately. So we may bring you some more recap of that next episode uh, when we get to finally watch the VODs of it. Uh, but moving from that into a little thing that they call Oceanic Cup that did happen on the weekend. Indeed. Uh, another really, really cool tournament that has wrapped up in the Australian region, which is um, actually Australian New Zealand region because we do have some New Zealand players get into this as well, teams get into this as well. So that was pretty cool. But at the end of the day, it all is run and won. Um, we predicted pretty much a Fnatic August final, which yep is where it ended up. So, But the road to there was a little bit interesting. Um, <laughs> to say the least. So, we had August first Extricity. Now, we thought uh, Extricity would push them. Unfortunately, for the boys, they didn't quite get there. There was a, uh, a situation where one of the boys couldn't make it, so Shades from Oddities took his spot. Uh, so, unfortunately, they were down one of their regulars. But 7-1 um, on Bank, 7-3 on Consulate was August's, August's result there. So, marched on into the finals over Extricity, unfortunately. Their run was all over. The other match, though, Ex-Nilio versus a Fnatic. Fnatic came out 7-zip first map and <laughs> was going as predicted. But um, to their credit, Ex-Nilio came back with 8-6 in the second map. Uh, but Fnatic stepped up and forced their way into a final 7-2. And then... Indeed. One of the most one-sided finals as... We are purely here going off results, okay? We're not going off um, any kind of stats, seen it or anything any like kind that. of footage of the map. I've talked to Dev Marta, obviously, today when I interviewed him about the actual results, and, and it was not as one-sided as it came off, but Bank, August 173, and then Consulate, uh, August 174. Now, from De- what Dev was saying is Bank, August, just has an absolutely amazing stats record on that where they just basically win every time they go out there and significantly. So every time August goes to bank, you pretty much bank on them winning. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, uh-huh. That went as expected. <laughs> the, the weird thing is we always thought, um, you agree with me about it, we've always thought Fanatics had a bit of a stranglehold on Consulate um, whenever they've gone a in. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Turns out August has actually won more on Consulate than Fnatic has. So it wasn't as much of a surprise when they ran 7-4. What Dev was saying is in this final, basically August looked like they'd done their homework and they'd watched yep. a lot of tape of Fnatic where it seemed like Fnatic may not have put in the research for for August. Um, that, is, that is possible. It just seemed like they they didn't have any counter, but yet August were just putting themselves in positions where Fnatic would make a play a play they've made before, and August was there to capitalise on it and get easy kills. Um, and basically, knowing where people were, were squatting, knowing where people were going to be roaming, what corridors they're going to come down, and just just taking off easy kills right there. They banned IQ um, on Consulate, which was a strange one, but it team seemed to work out for them pretty well. They had a strategy there as well. So um, the other thing yeah. is, two Fnatic came in with their full roster. So this was without Specker. This was their international uh, invitational roster. So it was as strong as it could possibly be. Uh, August coming in with a few changes there uh, before they went into this match. So 
August 100% looking in form, and we obviously, we got the Fnatic that just didn't turn up again, which is something that we, uh, as we know, happens now. Yeah. So whether they're looking forward to the Apex Finals or the or something like that already, and they're just sort of concentrating on that, or what, we do not know till we watch the VOD this weekend. So. Yeah, I mean, just having a look at, at numbers-wise, uh, it does seem like they've just sort of gone, well, we know we're going to be in the final. Mm-hmm. At this stage, it's not impossible for them to not be in the final. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they could just be sort of taking it easy between now and then. I mean, obviously getting the 12 grand would have been a big help for them. So that's the thing. So August won 12 grand for this tournament. Fnatic still walked away with 7 grand. So yeah, there's a bit of a difference where there where August, basically that whole money is going to the team. Fnatic will share that with the org itself. But... Um, yeah, there wasn't a huge amount of prize money difference there. Prize money is prize money, though. Five grand in the pocket. Well, double. Not? Yeah, is this Is this something that, like... I, I like Fnatic. This isn't any way, in any way too throw-shaded Fnatic, but is this sort of going to be an issue for them just on forever where where they are falling back on things, or are we just projecting this onto them? So we've had a lot of conversations over the past many weeks about Fnatic has, you know, they did kind of poorly on this map, and now they're falling back, and they should have pushed harder on the second map, but they didn't, and this is a trend that they've done. And now we're seeing, well, maybe they're just sort of withdrawing. And are we excusing them being less good than they should be and that we expect them to be, or do we think that they're actually doing this, in which case that's a bigger issue down the road. Um, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm hoping... I'm, I'm not sort of excusing them not putting in 100% for every game. It just seems that that's what they're doing. They're, they're not putting yeah. their all in. Yeah. And regardless of whether that's just them going, hey, we're going to... Not, not going to show everything that we've got, but then getting to a point going oh shit maybe we should have pulled out one of our new strats or something like that yeah i wonder if that's i wonder if that's done to a coaching issue or if it's just they've sort of gotten a little too complacent with with their position and the standings more yeah. generally the, the situation is there's, there's definitely a pattern there and that that yeah. is that is easy to see now there are two possible options i guess where, uh, and that was one that we're presenting where maybe they're looking forward and stuff like that but maybe it is that They've got a monkey on their back now. They've mm-hmm. they've done this numerous times, and now when they get in a position where they probably should win, and they're not, and then that, that's just going to compound over time. Every time they come up against a match where they where they really should win, and then they start losing, and then they just roll over. Um, very much, mm. it's it's a any kind of sport. This can happen, let alone yep. esports with with younger people. Uh, the pressures that put on them, especially when big money is on show. But we've seen it APAC finals last season. Um, we saw it in the actual season finals in Brazil. We saw it in Invitational. Um, we spits. I didn't quite. I haven't watched it. Uh, the ANZ finals from last season, uh, where Atletico beat them as well. The the only one that goes against that is, I guess, the Masters where they stood up and took the Masters. Uh, they went all the way through the tournament. So, um, yeah, look, Doc, you're probably right. We are making excuses for them, but we that is one, one possible solution for them. So, um, 
we do know they can do better. So I yeah, mean, it definitely. is it's disappointing yeah. to see. And anyway, I actually wouldn't. I, let me pull back a little bit and say I wouldn't actually accuse them of that as much with the Oceania Cup because they've actually played pretty well and they've mm. done sort of as expected. And for yeah. them to lose two Orglis is, you know, there are worse places to go. So I think, exactly. I think I, mean, I'm, I don't want to suggest that Oceania Cup is them just like totally biting it. I don't mean to say that at all. No, I, I think it's and, a, it, it probably is a mixture of two things where. Or three things really were that I don't think they they potentially didn't do their homework on August and August just was far more prepared for this match. Realistically, we're seeing these two teams are fairly close. Yeah, um, yeah. August has strengthened their roster, but it is a fresh roster still, so they're still making just with that. But they are a strong roster. They've beaten them before, fair and square. So it was always going to be a close match, but um, I, I it almost comes across that they did more homework than what Fnatic did but it is yep. also a thing of Fnatic may have got behind felt flustered and then just did what they did and, and not turn up for the rest of the match so hmm. there's and it, I it think is it's possible with it, yeah without actually seeing the VOD yeah. uh, it, it is hard to tell but it is something yeah. that we have seen so it's sort of e- easy to guess I suppose you could say yeah. Uh, yeah. Have, a, have a punt out and either Either they got got a bit flustered, or yeah, just Orglis definitely stepped up to the plate. We're like, hey guys, put it this way: if I was a pro league side and I was going to come up against a side in the, the ANZ region at the moment, I would far prefer to be coming up against Fnatic than I would against Orglis, because at least mm, with yeah. Fnatic, you've got a fifty-fifty chance. If especially if you do your homework and coming well prepared, where Orglis, I think, is just on form at the moment. The fact that they are still mm. Orglis this deep into the season astounds me. Um, I don't understand where that's coming from. I, I thought someone's going to step in with a fairly substantial offer by now and, and pick them up because they are just playing so well. But yeah, um, perhaps they're waiting till end of season to. Well, as we've seen, with the rest of the change. teams, <laughs> that's not really going to matter. Um, I think we'll go through it. There is one team that's the same, or two teams that are the same when we started. No, three teams. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, having a look at the uh, the news and roster changes, like just the the quick run through. There's been 25 changes since October 27 last year. Yeah. So I was talking to Dev about this today, and he said there was a similar mm. pattern of things happening about 12 months ago overseas in North America and Latin America in particular. Um, yeah. As those areas have matured, the stability has come through. So we're just in that growing phase of Australian esports, especially in Rainbow Six at the moment. So. Yeah, as the uh, bigger orgs step, all it is. yeah, as, as the bigger orgs step in and offer full time contracts to people, then people aren't going to want to leave. Then, so um, that's what we're sort of waiting for at the moment. And with the success of APAC in that Invitationals, it, it's a closer thing than we probably expect. So, yeah, can't wait to yeah. see that. But that's the Oceanic Cup. Look out for it soon in a VOD near you. Um, it'll be good, especially. To see how Extricity played. From what I understand, um, August and Extricity had a fairly good camaraderie going after the match. So, um, mm. and I did follow up. One of the two, uh, three of the two or three of the the um, team is above eighteen, and they have been together for a very long time. So there is a potential that okay. they could wait for the youngest to come through. Um, but we are sort of waiting and seeing on that. Hopefully, that's the case anyway. So we've got to wait about another year yeah. and a bit. For the, all of them to come through, and it'd be good to see them, yeah, all get 
get picked up mm. and slotted into an org together. Yeah, well, because it. it's clear that they they can play well together, and they've shown some of the best that uh, ANZ Pro League's got to offer. Yeah. They, so. I could easily see them fitting in that top eight. Uh, the sorry that the eight of a Pro League tournament in say oh, season yeah, eleven easy. or twelve, whenever they finally get through to it. So, um, hundred percent hold their own, especially with this kind of experience under their belt, where they actually play together in the same room for the first time. Uh, mm. That that kind of stuff can't be underestimated, that kind of experience. So, yeah, it's going to be good to see. So, that's the Australian area wrapped up. This is where Doc gets to talk, because Doc's actually been watching <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege um, while he's been playing Division 2 non-stop. I've never heard of Division. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> where do you want to start, Doc? Which league do you want to start at? Well, so there's a hunter spawn near the uh, monument that... Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so let's let's start with, let's start with Korea. I know. Sorry. Well, not really. There's like, anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Korea Cup, the the Korea Challenge Cup. I forget what it's exactly called. Uh, just wrapped up a few days ago on I want to say the twenty first, yeah. uh, with Mantis winning Sing- handily, fifty million won. 50 million won, um, which is actually about forty four thousand one hundred and some U.S. dollars. Uh, a mm. lot of money. And this, I mean, it's not super surprising, right? I mean, South Korea is known for esports, things like that. But yep. Siege is really not a big deal in, in South Korea. There's only ever about six teams, four teams that end up competing for a position with the uh, APAC. Uh, and Mantis is, well, yeah. So there there are a few others. So Legacy, um, well, let me back up. Ageless and Mantis have qualified yes. for APAC. Yep. Um, yep. Now, Ageless kind of didn't really bother with the Korea Cup. They played, they lost the quarterfinals, and then that was kind of the end of it. Um, so Mantis is in. Uh, we're good on that. The 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 money is pretty impressive, but I'm kind of curious where it's coming from because, again, we just don't see teams coming out of South Korea uh, yeah. like we do with Japan. So, yeah. But congrats to Mantis, former Team Yeti. Um, I hope they can buy me something nice. I, Japan I'm is sure the yeah. Go ahead. I'm sure they will. Yeah, I'm sure. Now they have certainly. They certainly. have uh, basically the the top two sides are playing out for the last match of the season. So, Ageless versus yeah. Mantis is the only match left. That's always saying it is 100 percent confirmed. Um, pretty much unless no, I don't even think Ageless can beat them on aggregate. So Mantis will take top spot. Yeah, no, they can. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So. So that's that's Korea. The um, they yeah they still have some games for the qualifier, but it's sort of it's moot at this point. Yeah. Um, Japan last week I had mentioned that Sengoku was not doing super well. Um, they've actually won now one match against or rather one map against Father's Back. Uh, Father's Back beat them one as well. They're only running two maps for each of these, just as a general rule. Uh, Nora Rango's had a really good week. They smashed Fav. Fav is one of the sort of more established. Japanese teams as well. It was 7-4 on the first map, 7-1. And uh, Cyclops did 7-2 and then a draw against Afflict Gaming. So uh, Japan's sort of where Siege is a lot bigger um, in in sort of the East Asia area. Southeast Asia, it's big in um, mainland Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Malaysia, things like this. Yeah. Um, let's jump to that then, well, Southeast Asia. At, um, Sengoku, just quickly before we go on. They have got a massive uphill battle because they have to play Noringo in the last round yeah, of matches. Yeah. So, and they they have not been playing well this season. So yeah, it's so not it's like Cyclops and Pan Noringo will go through for that. Yeah, 
this my season. and my money's on Norengo for pretty much any any game they play at this point. Yeah. Uh, they've even losing Waka. Waka retired uh, about a month ago. I want to say, back even Waka, with that please, retirement, please. I know. Well, join Fnatic Waka. <laughs> they'll they'll accept you. I'm sure. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. Even with Walker retiring, they've just been doing really well and and playing as they've always played. So I think it's it's somebody to beat, and I don't think Sengoku has the uh, has the season to take them on. Southeast Asia is a little more interesting. So we talked a little bit in the pre-show. We are short now two teams in the Southeast Asia branch. Yeah, one so of those is well yeah so one of those is dad one which is just completely heartbreaking for me because it was the only taiwanese team yep. um they're out the other one that's gone is uh yes tag uh int yes tag was the hong kong team which you guys may remember i constantly was saying was doing really poorly um they never had a good win in the pre-break uh pro league yep. feeder uh, so yep. they're they're out um generic void is still bottom of the charts now that those two are gone Dad was actually doing a bit better than Void, but um, with Dad gone, Void's now at the bottom. The one that's sort of surprising, I had mentioned that Script was up there, but as we're looking at it right now, Xavier is confirmed. They've got 24 points. We have Script at 16, but then we have Arrowwolf and Ferox at 15. And if Arrowwolf gets... Yeah, which is shocking, right? I mean, given past years. That's it. Ferox is is finished for the season. Um, Well, so Ferox, yeah. Aerowolf has to play Xavier in their last two maps of the season. So, wow, they they need and script plays ge- generic in the last or void esports in the last one. So that's bottom of the table technically against second of the table. So, yeah, script is going to crush them. I mean, script yeah. is just a stronger team by far than than void is. And uh, so, wow. Yeah, and, and the the wild thing is that Ferox just beat. Uh, MBT Impetus. It was well. It was one one. Uh, so Ferox got a map, and, and Impetus got a map. So Ferox is actually potentially could have actually pushed Arrowwolf down to the fourth slot, yeah. which is not a good look for Arrowwolf. No. So yeah, and just on that too. This looking at Xavier now, undefeated for the season. Well done, guys. Obviously with one to go still against Arrowwolf, so there is potential there. But plus forty seven for and against. Oh my god. That is yeah. an extremely good effort. So we, we are starting to see and these APAC finals uh, sort of flesh out now, which is really good to see. Yeah. yeah. And good on the Thai team. Uh, Xavier is the only team from Thailand that, that plays in the Southeast Asia League. So good to sort of see them represent, whereas, you know, Indonesia and um, Malaysia, Singapore have, have a huge sort of representation in, in the region. Um, so it's nice to see one of the teams that isn't one of those pull ahead. But again, Xavier's always been a strong team, so not terribly surprising. Yeah. Uh, and that pretty much does it for Southeast Asia, East Asia. Sweet. So that leaves Sick. us with uh, the other, so the Americas and Europe. Have you caught up on any of this or not? I haven't. The one thing I've sort of caught a little bit is the Brazil Cup that's been ongoing just because every time I open Twitch, there's another Brazil League game going <laughs> this on. Is the Challenger um, League that's going on, is it? Uh, I think it's just the Brazil Cup, so it's okay. the equivalent of the Korea Cup that yep. we just had. It's separate yep. from the Challenging Leagues, uh, but yeah, yeah. it's still... I swear to God, every every other day in Brazil, there's a uh, competitive Rainbow Six match, it seems. So, yeah. Well, I'm looking at Latin America at the moment. Um, 
there's still a fair few matches to go in the season. We've got one, two, three, we've got five match days left. So a lot can happen in here, but this is one of the closest tables I've now seen in a while, with the top four being covered by four points. Um, and Immortals and Team Liquid, they're equal first on the table, with only one point differential in for and against. So um, a lot can happen in that, and that's far from over. Uh, yeah. Except for probably the bottom two teams, uh, they're going to end up with the bottom two teams. But we'll see how that ends up. But um, if you nice. want to watch it very, very closely, definitely Latin America seems to be the one to follow at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really solid region just in general. Yeah, definitely. So that then takes us to North America, where, look, anything can happen. Once again, it's a, it's close, but it's, it's probably the top three teams are in there. So it's out of really Dark Zero, Evil Genius, and Team Reciprocity, who we saw play really well at the Invitational. So oh, yeah. currently sitting yeah. outside the uh, the qualifiers for the finals rankings at the moment. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but once again, mm-hmm. they've got five match days to go. So a lot can happen. Um, and Yeah, yeah so- and Re- uh, Reciprocity hasn't done too well since they got back, from what I can tell. No. But hopefully... Uh, yeah, hopefully they pick it back up and uh, keep charging through. Yeah, it'd be good to see yep. them get up in the top two. Um, yeah, well, since they've but, been back, they they drew against Dark Zero top of the table, which is is respectable. Um, but yeah. X Accelerate unfortunately smashed them, so that that was Indeed. one points they really did need to get, which would have had them sitting in second if not first on the yeah. table. So, but but luckily, uh, Space Station took down EG, so it doesn't. Yeah sort of widen the gap hasn't there. heard of them that them much yeah, they can still get there yeah. it's um like I said it's only one point between them and second so but when you get down to Rogue Space Station and uh, well basically accelerates out but definitely Rogue and Space Station's seasons are hmm. on the knife's edge right now unfortunately so yep um speaking of knife's edge Europe wow um <laughs> uh, Team Empire we're still just way out in front uh, eight wins, yeah. one loss. That's to be expected. They've been going absolutely apeshit this this season. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, the, the big news is, uh, well, G2 finally turned up to Euro, uh, winning 7-2. Uh, but Lee, Lee Stream, unfortunately, is holding them out of second place right now by getting a win as well this weekend or this week. Mm-hmm. So 25 points for Team Empire, 17 for Lee Stream, and then 13 for G2. 12 for Penta, 12 for Chaos. So all those teams. It's a huge gap. Even Mouse oh, yeah. Sports technically and 10 could have a run at it with the five matches to go. But um, after losing the G2, that sort of stopped their momentum fairly heavily this week. But we, yep. will, we will see how that plays out. Very interesting because imagine if the invitational winners don't qualify for the, for the finals. Yeah. It would be interesting. Very interesting. But obviously uh, they've got some matches to go. Quickly looking at it, though, they do have to play Team Empire in that run to the finals, uh, but they do not have to play Lee Stream. So, theoretically, Lee Stream has that spot tied down as long as they win the rest of their matches going through, but they do have to play Penta, Team Empire, um, Mouse, which is, yeah, they should get that, Chaos, which they should get that, and Navi, which they should get that. So, theoretically, Lee Stream's going through and Team Empire's going through there, and G2 will miss out. Um, which would be cool. Yeah, unless G2 really brings a thunder in the next four weeks, but 
but at this stage, it's out of their hands. Like, Lee Street yeah, can literally win every match going through and keep them out of it. So, yeah. Still a big ask, but it's it's good to see Empire. I got to say, for um, oh, their yes. situation at at uh, Invitational, it's it's pretty good to see them doing <laughs> such Correct. a ridiculous twenty five points lead in, a, in such just, a strong this, league. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's it. it sort of makes up um, for. Was it nothing last like season? They were in Challenger League, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so. Uh, Challenger League Season 8, Season 9, Invitationals win. <laughs> top of the ladder, uh, leaderboard in Europe. Potentially going to the... Definitely going to the Europe Grand Final. That's it. So, you know what it is? It's the matching outfits done to their shoelaces. <laughs> That's yeah. it. It's always That's it. what you want to do. Um, if, only, if only Fnatic had done that. <laughs> so... The only other things we've got is really there's an ES. We've had we've got the APEC final to the thirteenth, fourteenth of April. That is confirmed now uh, at ESL Sydney. So that's pretty exciting news that all the teams will be coming to Sydney. So if you're in the Sydney area, that'll be cool. Um, always good to check that out live. But that is my wedding Indeed. weekend, so I will not be attending. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, we'll very be struggling to watch any of the matches, unfortunately, as well. But even if I, whether they're doing them live by then or not. It is yet to be seen. Um, the other uh, little thing is uh, a uh, AL or AEL um, is has just announced a university cup, which basically goes over the first, over two semesters, and there's six grand worth of prize money mm. um, coming the way of the competition. So, um, if you're a university student and you've got a team you can put together, um, definitely. Uh, one to look into a little bit more. Um, registrations close the third, twenty, the end of this month, I believe it is. Um, um yes, yes, and then uh, everything sort of starts early April. Here we go. Um, yeah, so registrations close twenty eighth of March, and semester one begins first of April. Uh, six thousand dollars, and the University Cup slid over semester one and semester two, exclusive to students attending university in Australia. It's really cool. So, uh, AEL, you go to university. I mean, what? <laughs> That's it. Uh, <laughs> AEL's been doing some really good competitions. I was talking to Dev about it today, and apparently they even do a corporate league, so you can actually uh, nominate your company uh, to put in a um, team, a R six team, into their little social amateur competitions as well. So that is actually very cool. That is. Uh, that reminds me of my old indoor cricket days where you get your, your work team together to play indoor cricket. This is just the esports version of it, and that's really exciting to see. I did ask him to put the word out to them, get the Masters Cup going um, or a Podcast Cup going, and, and we'll see how we go on that. But until yeah. then, we'll wait and see. Well, having a look, uh, just just quick Google on AEL uh, brought up one that they had for 8th of May, which was an Overwatch one, but still. Yep. Uh, ANU, Australian National University, had a team uh, wow. seated in there. So there wow. <laughs> be interest- that, that would be an interesting one to watch, I reckon. Oh, yeah, definitely. So it's, not gonna, it's, it's still an amateur comp, um, but look, some of those uni students would be really good anyway, so really good to check yeah. that out. Um, but yeah, that's it. So we've, we've got a little bit things coming up in the future. We've obviously got the last week of Pro League coming up this week. Then uh, we go into the, the ANZ finals and the APEC finals and also Challenger League. 
is in our future as well to see who gets those two spots for next season in season 10 of Pro League, which is very exciting. So lots of stuff to bring you. Like I said, um, the 15th of April, we will not be live, but we will have an episode drop and it will just be this chat with Deb Marder I had today. So definitely look look forward for that, Mr. Ubisoft Australia himself. Um, so <laughs> basically, let's wrap this up. Doc, where can people find you, mate, if they want to play Division 2? with? I mean, talk to you Rainbow Six with you. Uh, Doc Huron, D-O-C-H-U-R-O-N, uh, or just find me on the USM Discord. That's probably the easiest way to go. Which you should be able to type in lockedonlads.com slash Discord to get there very quick and easy. Now, Mr. Buttersocks, mate, where can people find yourself? Yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Mr. Buttersocks. Otherwise, you can hit me up on Uplay at mrbuttersocks.usm. But again, uh, you can find me on the USM Discord. Sweet. Uh, I'm Wilco's Chill Zone on all the places and all the things. Uh, pushing on towards 400 followers at the moment on Twitch, so help me out with that whenever you can. Uh, getting a lot of nice. uh, followers on Twitter as well, which is really cool. We're also locked on lads on Twitter if you can help us out there. Uh, massive amount of followers this month, obviously, with the Division 2 launching and lots of Rainbow Six happening. Uh, it's been really great to see everyone who has followed that account in the last couple of weeks. Thank you so much. Uh, you can also Indeed. remind if you want to catch us on your podcast app of choice or review us on your podcast app of choice, including iTunes or Spotify, uh, find us by t- searching Tom Clancy. You will get us the easiest. That's the easiest way to find us because we are the number one Tom Clancy podcast in the world, apparently. Yep. Um, so, yeah, any <laughs> kind of help in that would be great. But until Thursday, where we bring you the Tom Clancy podcast, which is going to be very heavily focused towards the Vision 2 this week. Um, and then, obviously, next week, back to Rainbow Six on Monday. Uh, it has been a great episode, and thank you all, and we'll catch you then. Bye. See you. Bye. Time to pack it up. My work is done.